Hello and welcome to The Great Beyond, an Is This Good Companion pod where we follow up on last week's episode, answer listener questions, and catch up with each other. The person I'm catching up with is, of course, Jason Doyle. Hello. Hi, JD. Thanks for coming today, and I hope you've brought your production muscles with you, because you have potentially a challenge greater than you've ever faced before. (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) Uh, You know, you've had Leaf Blower. Yes. You've had Barking Dog. Yep. Child's Play. Uh, We had a new one. We had a guy vacuuming his car outside my window a few podcasts ago. That's true. Uh, Now we have Wild Parrots. No. Oh, we got Wild Parrots. Just hanging out outside your window. Hang out outside the window on a line. I can see them from here. They're quiet now. I did did take a little uh, voice memo on my phone earlier of them squawking. Yeah. But... (laughs) Apparently, there are, like, thousands of wild parrots in Los Angeles County. Wow. And people don't know exactly, like, well, they don't know exactly why, but some combination of, like, released from a zoo or someone had them as a pet and then released them and then they all started mating. Uh, And I've seen them in other neighborhoods and I've been like, wow, amazing. I I just hope that one day they bless (laughs) us over here, just over the river in Glassell Park. Yeah. Uh, and then it took maybe 12 minutes of them being here for me to be like, okay, these guys got to fucking get out of here. All they're doing is squawking. Just squawking. No talking. No talking. Oh, that's interesting. You think if I stood under the wires and just. Yeah. Teach them like profanities and whatnot. Yeah. I, you know, that reminds me of a friend of mine, uh, told me the story where they were at a friend's place and they were all saying goodbye. And then they uh the guy was like oh like where are you where are you going and and sort of my friend said like in a joking voice like we're going to get charcuterie (laughs) and uh then she hears someone from upstairs at the party go charcuterie (laughs) she's like oh that's really a bit rude but rude yeah (laughs) she's like what is that your neighbors that's like kind of rude and he's like what no one li- oh yeah 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 that's the parrot <laughs> so i should just go outside and start saying just, charcuterie yeah see charcuterie. If it responds. oh that'd be great if there was just thousands of <laughs> parrots <laughs> descending on la going charcuterie snackle box <laughs> Uh, so did anything good or not good happen to you this week? Yeah, something not good happened to me. Um, Uh Uh-oh. Yeah, my beloved, my beloved Hazel, my dog. I have two dogs, as you know. She's fine. Don't worry. She's fine. Oh, okay. She's She's, not the victim. That's a fucked up way to tell me your dog died. (laughs) No, no. She's, uh, she's not the victim in this story. I am the victim. Uh, I have two dogs, as you know. One I love more than anything. The other I could take or leave. That's Cosmo. Mm-hmm. It's okay. He gets love from the other three members of this household. <laughs> so uh-huh. it's all good. Takes a village, JD. It takes a village. It absolutely does. Hazel's my girl, though. And uh, she's she's a, you know, she's a puppy. We don't, or she's not a puppy, but she's still puppy-like. She's a boxer. They kind of stay puppy-like for the, their whole lives, which is one of the best things about them. Also one of the worst. Anyway, she sits on my lap. So you're lap. saying this dog is like Jack, starring Robin Williams, where he <laughs> right. looks really old, but he's still a child? <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Uh, 
So she she sits on my lap a lot. Like I'll eat my lunch on the couch and she'll sit on my lap kind of thing. Like she's a bit of a lap dog. Um, and she's also obsessed with balls. Like not that kind of balls, balls. Like, you know, tennis balls. And uh, she was sitting in my lap with her ball, just sort of canoodling around. And uh, I've got a little picture here just to show you, just to give you an idea of where she is. Now, that's my lap. That's my little gut to the left. And Uh then uh, she's just in my lap. She's lying on sort of on the couch and her ball is there. And she just kind of canoodles around with the ball. And occasionally she'll just sort of ha snap at it. Right. Mm hmm. So I had come back from working out and I was sitting on the couch, just, you know, reading an article on my phone and she was just messing around with her ball. And she, the ball sort of rolled out of the way as she was going to snap at it. And she literally just bit my dick right in the mid. Like (laughs) it was just like, I was wearing workout shorts. I don't know what was happening with, uh, with uh, the Big Johnson down there, but uh, just perfect sort of, I don't know what the angle was, but literally just clamped down. Like, and I've never been bitten in on the dick before. And it was like to the point where I was like, I reactively just sort of shoved her away. And then I got up and I was like, I ran to the kitchen and I was like checking for holes. In my in my penis. Were, were there teeth imprints? I didn't see any. I mean, okay, yeah, uh, but yeah, what a what an experience! Like, what well, you said, it's never happened to you before. I've never been bitten on the dick. Have you? Right. Uh, no, but I just want to applaud Rachel. I just want <laughs> a delicate lover and a delicate lover and a, and a delicate editor of our shorts. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Uh, okay, so no teeth marks. No teeth marks. No blood. No blood. Um, just just a scare. I was really, honestly, a scare. I thought I've been Lorena bobbited here, you know, like by mm-hmm. my beloved dog. Like Lorena Dogbit. <laughs> Lorena Dogbit. That's right. That's right. <laughs> you know, I wonder if the 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 sort of the thing that's that that jumped out at me is you said. You had just come back from the gym, yeah, and you were sweating. No, Is no, it possible. I, yeah, go on. Yeah. Oh, so you hadn't gone to the gym yet? No, no, no. I had. I, I said I was working out. I was playing pickleball. I had, I just wanted to avoid saying I was playing pickleball. Okay, okay. But so you were sweaty. So I'm wondering oh, yeah. if that sticky uh, sweat, <laughs> that salty, that saltiness, attracted the doggo. I mean, it's possible. But she, again, she's pretty obsessed with the ball and. It was, you know, it's possible. It's possible. She was probably, it could have been, li- I was looking at my phone, so I don't exactly know what happened, but I, it could have been like, oh, what's this? Clunk. And this is a dog that, you know, the boxers were bred to bring down bulls. Like if she wanted to, she could rip your face off. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like so, if, so she could definitely rip your penis off. Oh, without even a thought, like just accidentally ripping it off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very close. Very close. <laughs> okay, this, this is an important question. I'm sorry, but I need to ask. Do you think if it was like, as a defense mechanism, you could will your penis to become erect so that it might like snap out of the dog's mouth? No. Or would that only make it easier? Honestly, if if you had asked me that before this incident, I would probably say, yeah, I could, no problem. But <laughs> having felt the clamp down, 
There's no way. There is no possible way. Okay. Well, now I'm just thankful. I'm just going to give a shout out to my, my <laughs> precious dog, Butch, who would never bite my penis. That's what I thought, Matt. That's what I thought. You don't know. That's so you I, think there might come a day? There might come a day. Just don't be flouncing it around. Not that I was flouncing it around. I was just sitting there. But it was in workout shorts, you know, like tennis shorts. So there's not a lot, like very thin fabric. You know, sometimes I, because I haven't had a dog for very long yeah. in my life. It's it's really been a couple months, so I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but sometimes like I will, I'll get in the shower, I'll come out and I won't be in a towel and I'll just walk through the living room to grab my phone or something. Right. And then the dog doesn't look at me any different. And I'm like, <laughs> don't you find this weird, man? Like I'm always in clothes. You can see very little of my skin and now right. you can see all of it. You, you don't want to take a second look. You don't raise an eyebrow. They don't care. They're they don't weird care. that way. Yeah, it's very odd to me. Because, like, certainly if a human walked by naked that I was not used to seeing naked, yeah, it would register. Yes, of course. Of course. I so mean, dogs, I guess the dogs quite... are not as smart as people try to tell us they are. Well, they don't care. They have no hang-ups about that kind of thing. But okay. even them, they're not naked. They're covered in fur. Right. I was going to say, like, if... Because there's another dog in the house, right? Or is it no, just the one dog? No, there's two cats. So two cats. So if you shaved one of the cats... You yes. think the dog would notice? Like, oh, like, yeah. I, well, what the hell? Yeah. What, what's happening here? This dog, this cat, <laughs> is completely hairless now. <laughs> okay, well, all this to say, I would notice if someone shaved the cat. Oh, of course you would, but would the dog? I mean, notice? I notice when the dog gets a haircut. I compliment him. <laughs> sometimes I, sometimes I don't notice when Jill gets a haircut, but when the dog gets a haircut, it's very noticeable because it's all around. <laughs> Wait, um, what kind of dog is it? It needs a haircut. Uh, it's a flat-coated retriever mix uh, okay. or something. Wow. I don't know. I haven't looked at the birth certificate, JD. Yeah. But, uh, okay, well, upshot of this, penis is fine. Penis is fine. Penis is fine. Okay, good. Thank God. Well, I, I mean, I had something. I don't know if it's good or bad, but it's not nearly as bad as that. Yeah. Um, but f- from the department of, were things always this way or am I just old? Okay. So <laughs> uh, <laughs> I went to a restaurant on the weekend. Mm-hmm. That's that's It is more of a wine bar that's something you should know before i tell this story so in other words sometimes people go they just get a glass of wine but they do have a full dinner menu right and their food is is supposed to be quite good so my friend and i were excited to try it and the waiter comes over and this is the first thing he says first thing yo off rip are you guys ordering food off rip yeah i spared you like a cool accent but like yo off rip y'all well no he didn't say y'all Yo, off rip, are you ordering food? Like, because again, some people are just there to drink wine. Right. But is this an insane thing to say? Because I understand it's current slang, but I guess my point is I don't remember people ever using any slang from any decade. Like 10 years ago, even, right? Not that long ago. I don't remember someone coming to the table and being like, (laughs) Right, right. Yo, peeps. <laughs> Yo, peeps. What's the owl that's on fleek. <laughs> yeah, that would mean. In the... If someone, if a waiter greeted me with a Budweiser WhatsApp, I would love it. Yeah, I, I would. It's, it's cooler. Well, it's not cooler, but it's way funnier than using like current slang. Right. Well, I've never but heard even... that. Like off rip. Like what? what oh, you that never mean? heard off rip? No. What does it mean? Like what? Like before we begin, off the top. Like for, yeah. Okay. But where does a rip uh, come from? Like ri- off, like ripping of the ticket or ripping? Oh, interesting. Yeah. Off rip. 
Re- That's something that, we can look into. Is it a wave, maybe? Like uh, off the? I don't know. Anyways, <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> I'll, 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 I will consult Urban Dictionary as soon as we get off here. Yeah, if you thought I was old telling the story now, you know how much older JD is than me. Off rip. Um, yeah, no, I don't like it. I don't like. Yeah, it. but but even like lit, which no one cool really says anymore. Right. Like I swear, I never heard anyone say anything that any item on the menu. Like no one ever said the pierogies are lit today. Right. right? But now I, I do feel like people might say the pierogies slap. Right. How yes. the pierogies? They slap. Yeah. And it's now it got into my head because then after the off rip and all the slang, then I looked at the menu and I said, we've talked about this before. I always have to ask for a lay of the land of the menu. Yes. <laughs> and I said, uh, what what would you say is uh, the bangers on this menu? Mm-hmm. I don't want to be saying that. <laughs> but he, he kind of like goaded me into it. I right. Feel. Right. So was the whole interaction from then on, like just slang after slang, like you guys were hipsters talking to each other not not so much but like if you are wondering whether the the casualness and the over hipsteriness of it led to sort of someone that didn't seem very invested in their job or being personable then you you would be correct gotcha not uh a service right i enjoyed um but i I was (laughs) thinking the one exception i have to this is Slang, you got to go back a few decades yes. from the 1950s at a diner. Okay. Right? Yeah. Because the diner is timeless. Yes. The slang is timeless. So like, hun, sweetheart. Okay. Lovely. <laughs> it's still it's still acceptable today. It still hits. Yes, it hits. As they say. Yes. Fact. But it has to be a diner. It has to be a diner. Right. Um, but I, this is something I'd like you to keep an ear out for when you when you go out. Okay. <laughs> see if see if people are talking in slang more. Okay. In the service industry. All that's right. all that's all I ask of you. Yeah. I will report um, back. Okay. More importantly, you know that our brand here at Is This Good Sucking is PSSF. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> Where the P stands for piss and the S stands for shit and the second S stands for sucking and the F stands for fucking. <laughs> yeah. So you also know that something we've talked about many times is air travel. Yes. So I didn't want to talk about this. But when I see a CNN headline that comes across and it says, Delta flight forced to turn around because of diarrhea incident. Yeah. I mean, it, we're, we almost have to do it. Yeah, it would be weird if we didn't. It would be weirder if we didn't. <laughs> uh, and, and I have to say, so again, that tells you all you need to know. Delta flight forced to turn out because of diarrhea. And J.D., the, the flight was coming from Atlanta, your hometown, another reason why we have to talk about yes. this. This, ha- to me, reminded me of the Miranda Lambert selfie controversy okay. in the sense that at first when I re- just read the headline like, oh, you know, Miranda Lambert upset that people are taking selfies at a concert. I was like, why? that sh- Miranda Lambert seems at fault here. So what? Two people that were standing by the stage just turned around, snapped a selfie, right. and one second later it was over. And then I saw the picture, and it was people. They were all standing. There was like a light. They were posing. They took a bunch of different pictures. Right. And I was like, okay, that is really annoying because it's like six people with their back turned to her at a seated concert. Right? Exactly. So same thing here. I was like, okay, so someone had diarrhea on a plane. Right. What? What's the big D? <laughs> the big D is diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but apparently this person had diarrhea 
all down the plane, like yeah. all down the aisle. Yeah, it was like a there, sprint, there's... right? Like they were sprinting for the restroom. That's what I. That's what I envision. Yeah. Well, did you see the footage? I did not. I didn't know there was footage. Oh, there's footage now. Oh. It's like someone leaving the plane and just taking a video with their phone, uh. and it, it's like towels and blankets just thrown on the ground to cover this disaster. Like, the, have you? Did you hear the pilot recording? No, I didn't. From the cockpit, it's like a classic, like you know, yeah. It's the pilot like, uh, yeah, it's a biohazard issue. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we had a passenger. Uh, he had diarrhea uh, all through the plane, uh, so they want us to come back to Atlanta. Oh God, and I know it's, it's again. I don't want to be talking about this, but but we have to. So <laughs> here's a here's a cool speaking of slang. I'd like this to be introduced into the vernacular. I say, oh, JD, I can't do the show today. I have di- diarrhea. Okay. You say, how bad is it? I say, all the way through the plane. Right. Okay. Right? That's yeah. enough <laughs> shows. Said. Enough said. Enough. Um, Has so that the, ever the happened one... to you? Like, uh, didn't make it? No, but okay. But you said, oh, okay, so you envision the person running for the bathroom. Can you explain to me still how there's substance on the floor? Well, the person might have been wearing a skirt. Uh, like a, it might have been a female person oh, wearing a, a skirt. That's what Rachel said right away when I when I showed her the article. I was she was like, well, "Oh, honestly, yeah, that's it. You just cracked the case." Yeah, I mean, it has yeah. to be right. No, you're right. I was thinking. I you're right. I, it was sexist. I was thinking, man, only a man could be foul <laughs> a plane like this. And then I was thinking, man, usually wearing pants, right, right, and usually underwear, yeah. You're talking, say, if it's a woman wearing a thong, you know, and a skirt or a dress or anything with an opening at the the bottom, forget it. There's there's nothing, the the little string isn't holding anything back. It's not containing anything. That's it. That's exactly what happened. Okay. Which makes this this all the more interesting. So then, of course, I had to read more than one article just to see if I had one. Thanks. Due diligence. I love it. Uh, So this is from The Guardian. This is a quote. Passengers reportedly, including the ones suffering diarrhea, were allowed to reboard after an eight-hour delay, making it to Barcelona on Saturday afternoon with no further incident. They let the perpetrator back on the plane? That's what I'm going to point out. You say the perpetrator? I say this is the bravest moment in the history of the world. (laughs) You're you're not wrong. You're not wrong. I wish I had that self-confidence. I mean, sometimes, like, you'll have to go to the bathroom in a public place, a restaurant or something, and then you, it's like a single stall. You get out, you see the person coming in after you, you're like, eh. but, you know, I'm never going to see that person again, and you walk straight out. To to come back on <laughs> after an eight-hour delay. I mean, it, yeah. Uh, like, you know what? You're, you booked your flight. You want to go to Spain. Presumably, it's all out of him or her but let's assume it's a her uh and like you know what it could have been a baby like a child that occurred no to me no well. it, you don't you don't say passengers reporting reportedly including the one suffering diarrhea and it's a baby yeah yeah i guess and it's not funny if it's a baby no well i mean just because it's they can't control things it's much funnier if it's a woman wearing a skirt yeah yeah perhaps she's going commando <laughs> i don't know that's not for me to say but I, I, again, I just think, I, I mean, I don't, I'd be like, I'm going to catch the next flight. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's enough time to run to the Hudson News, cram yourself full of emodium. <laughs> uh, and there's, of course, no shortage of bathrooms in an airport. Right. Right. 
but how many times does the source of the delay get back on? Like, it's usually like man refused to wear mask and right. punched flight attendant. Like right. that person doesn't get to come back on the plane. That's right. That's right. I mean, it, but, it wasn't their fault. I uh, obviously, you know, presumably, but I think now that I'm, the wheels are turning. I okay, think good. that that person, let's just assume, let's speculate. Let's, let's just say it's a woman. She had a problem before she got on the plane, hence the lack of underwear, right? Oh, okay, interesting. Right? So now she's 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 saying, "Okay, I think I think I've, it's taking care of itself." <laughs> uh, one, I'm a, I, one pair of panties down, but that's okay. I'm going to it's only what, 10 hours to Barcelona or wherever they're going. Uh, I landed to Barcelona. No, I would say it's like probably 7 hour flight. 7 hours, okay. So that's, you know, that's doable. If you think yeah. you're already empty, I took some yeah. Imodium, mm-hmm. but then it just it, it just came back, and then and she didn't all, even have the underwear. All hell broke loose. <laughs> uh, well, flying it just keeps getting better and better. Right. Uh, much like much like they needed on that plane, JD. Let's get to some quick housekeeping. Oh yes, please. Uh, join our Patreon, patreon.com slash is this good? That is the best way to support us and make sure we can keep doing the show and make sure I can keep throwing JD a few shekels so he doesn't uh, <laughs> stop wanting to do this. Um, we had a great, great live stream hangout. We did. Cause a stir, a big stir. Go on. On the Discord. The, oh, the, yes. The discussion of uh, public sexual relations. Should I just leave yeah, it so, at that? I mean, no, we can tell that we can yeah. say what it, what, it, what the so basically, Maher, uh, who's a a Patreon uh, contributor, he sort of we were getting we were sort of winding down the call actually, and he was like, oh, you know, I, I have a settle this, but you know, if you don't, we don't have time. I was like, no, 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 go ahead. Yeah. And he proceeded to tell a great story about seeing a movie with his father. I think it was was it Barbie? No, it was Mission Impossible. Oh, it was Mission Impossible. And there, the theater was completely empty, and they were sitting near the back and in the same row, but a few aisles away, not to get back into visualizing a movie theater again. <laughs> Please. <laughs> uh, there were two teens, and they were having full-on sex yes. in, in Mission Impossible. And yeah. it was empty. His dad did not you know, see or notice, but obviously Meher was quite distracted. And the settlers was like, what do you do in this situation? Do you go get an usher? Do you tell them to to pipe down anyways a spirited debate ensued yeah well and, a uh, lot of different perspectives a lot of people some people are like hey let them have their fun others like me you rat them out immediately confront them even yeah so well, you're an arc yeah uh so yes go to patreon.com slash is this good that is again the best way to support the show i am hardly uh, a narc by the way i just do not want to be involved with somebody's other somebody's sexual that no, you're no, part no. of it that you're part of it but I think if people are older, then you think, oh, these people, part of the jollies is them knowing that I'm here and I don't want that. Like, I don't want to be part of that. Right. But if it's teens, I think it's more likely less that they like to be watched and more that there is nowhere else for them to go. Well, there are, there are plenty of places they could go. Then a name, name three, the library, a rest, a public <laughs> restroom. That's a gay guy's been doing it for literally decades for centuries, actually. The library? What? What? You a place find where it's cor- quieter than a movie theater? <laughs> you can find a corner of a library. I don't know. Now, libraries are empty. Watching these too days. many internet videos. <laughs> <laughs> libraries are empty now. Actually, that that is that's true. 
uh, <laughs> an open house. Uh, if, you, if you're passing an open, an house? open that's house, that's an interesting one. You know, uh, one. Jackson, my 15 year old, and his girlfriend, also 15, went into a. We're wandering uh, the uh, streets of the of the neighborhood and went into a million dollar open house and faked their way through. <laughs> Like what wrote, did they say? Wrote, just, yeah, we're, we're in the market. We're looking around. Uh, they wrote down a fake uh, a real realtor on the, uh, you know, where they ask you to sign in and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they just toured this house on their own. There was a drum set uh, that uh, Jackson's girlfriend was playing on. Uh, they were jumping on the bed. <laughs> it was like, that was respect. Respect to you. That sounds like an 80s movie, to I know, honest. right? <laughs> And then somehow accidentally they get the house. Yeah, yeah. Or, or, <laughs> or like the realtor, they're jumping on the bed. The realtor leaves, locks the house. Now they have the house for the weekend yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. It writes itself. Yeah. Uh, I was also going to say that next week's Great Beyond is going to be Patreon only. So that'd be a good time to sign up or sign up for a free trial if you want. Again, you do the math on when those seven days work out best <laughs> exactly for you. Exactly right. Those uh, are the spicy work- ones. The Patreon only. That's when we just yeah, oh, let yeah, it all hang be, out. Yeah, if you thought, if you thought <laughs> this was spicy, wait till we get to next week. Uh, go to isthisgoodpod.com to cop some merch. Mm-hmm. Practicing my slang, JD. Love it. Uh, send me emails at isthisgoodpod at gmail.com and subscribe on YouTube and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, I have a piece of follow-up from the Trey episode. Okay. Which we just released. A very funny episode. Go back and listen to it if for some reason you haven't. So at the end of the show, subjective trivia was, what is the best No Fear slogan of all time? No Fear is like that 90s t-shirt brand. If you're not living on the edge, you're taking up too much space. Mm -hmm. No Fear. Mm -hmm. So Sean C. wrote to me and said, Matt, I'm sorry to say, I think you've been duped by a Christian knockoff of the No Fear brand. When I heard the most toys slogan on the pod, it sounded so familiar to me. And your observation of it being biblical was spot on. How do I know this? Because my dad owned and wore this exact shirt with a Bible verse and all. Interesting. So uh, what was the, oh yeah, he who dies with the most toys still dies, no fear. Right. So I kind of was like, oh damn, did I get duped? (laughs) And... So I looked it up, and he sent me a link to the Christian version, which is called Real Fear, not No Fear. And it says, he who dies with the most toys still dies, just like the No Fear shirt. Uh, But underneath, in smaller letters, it says, and again, I say unto you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. Matthew 19, 24, Real Fear. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) How small was that print? Holy cow. <laughs> it, it's pretty small. Yeah. It's pretty, but it, I was just thinking, like, analogies were so weird in olden times. Yeah. Because they didn't have that many things to compare <laughs> to each other. Yeah. You know, it, it's like, like, well, you could eat an analogy for, like, how uh, hard it is for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. Right. It's like some guy looking to his right, he's like, oh, well, there's a camel. <laughs> <laughs> he looks to his left and he's got he looks in his pouch he's got a needle yeah it's like oh it would be easier for that camel to go like what those two th- doesn't like it, it would be like me now being like looking to my right me like it is easier for a fidget spinner to pass through the disc drive of a ps4 <laughs> Then for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. 
Anyways, I'm just saying, we got so many more things to compare yeah. to each other now. Yeah. We're just, uh, life is a lot easier than <laughs> biblical times. Or, well, technically that wasn't written actually during biblical, it was written after. But anyway, that's, that's not important right now. Uh, anyways, the good news is, I looked it up and I was right. He Who Dies to the Most Toys Still Dies is actually a No Fear shirt. Okay. But then I realized that this Real Fear company was just taking actual No Fear slogans yeah. and then twisting them to make them biblical. So like this one, life is just sudden death overtime and the clock is running. Mm-hmm. And typically then it would just say no fear. But they said life is just sudden death overtime and the clock is running. And as it is appointed for men once to die and after this comes judgment, Hebrews 9.27, Real Fear. <laughs> I mean, they're catchy. Wow. wow. Uh, last <laughs> one I found. Sad. Life's not too short. It's just that you're dead for so long. And fear not them which kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul, but rather fear which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. Matthew 28. Oh, Real fear. Religion so just kinda, These are available on the internet. Just ruins everything, you know? <laughs> Taking the fun out of all these, <laughs> all these already shitty shirts. Yeah. <laughs> I, I tried to find like, was this like some preacher somewhere? Like, there's an article to be written about these yeah, shirts. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Because I bet most people don't know they exist. And but it, like, because we're not in the Christian community, maybe in the Christian community, just like we don't know certain Christian rock bands, or maybe these were popular. Yeah. And I'd like to to see an article written about how they, these real no fear shirts were twisted into real fear but i couldn't find anything on the internet (laughs) i just love that respect to them for trying to make you scared again after no fear comes along and (laughs) encourages you to not be afraid and they're and they just bring it back and they're like no no you should definitely be afraid real real fear real fear real fear real fear (laughs) what was the thing that you said you wanted to bring up to me about about new slang actually oh yes uh beige flags have you heard of this uh, yes, I'm not. I hope you did the research as to exactly what they are, because I'm still a little bit confused. Yeah, I was confused, too. Basically, it's this thing that's taken over TikTok. Not taken over, but the, I see it pop up, and I'm like, what the hell is this? And uh, basically, it's a beige flag. So somewhere between a red flag and a green flag, if you're uh, dating, you know, like, mm-hmm. oh, that guy's, you know, he's a sociopath. That's a red flag, you know. But a beige flag yep. <laughs> is like a quirky, amusing bordering on weird without crossing into full-fledged creepiness. You know what I mean? Like Yeah, like I'll well, here's some examples. Okay, yeah, give me an example. Like uh my boyfriend loves roller coasters. Something like that. You know what I mean? Like a grown man who is obsessed with roller coasters or yeah, plays okay. a water sport or takes baths or talks to uh-huh. animals or has no attention to detail at all. Like like what well, well, I saw a red flag. Yeah. Well, yes. There again, they border. Uh, it depends on who you are, right? Like, right. You're saying one man's red, red flag, flag is, is another, just a, man's another man's beige flag. Beige flag. Exactly right. Yeah. Like, um, I'm trying to think of one that I saw. Like my boyfriend. Uh, I saw this. It said my boyfriend was uh, uh, has no attention to detail. His brother was getting divorced, and he has no idea why. Like, he never thought to ask, why are you divorcing my sister? Okay, yeah. See, I'm going to argue that's lack of curiosity, which is different than no. No attention to detail is like, 
my boyfriend, I was at the doctor's appointment to get my sonogram and my boyfriend didn't show up because he has no attention to detail right. and didn't look at the calendar right. or didn't write this down or, <laughs> right. or didn't remember my birthday. That, that to me is a red that's a or red it's flag. going to lead to red flag situations. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, they uh, could. But, beige flags could definitely lead, or they could be red flags. Without you, but right now, it's just okay. He's it's quirky. He's he's very nonchalant. He's very, you know, doesn't doesn't care about the details. So I asked Rachel what some of my beige mm-hmm. flags might be. First one out of her mouth was until pickleball came along, which was a year ago. This month, I've literally never had a hobby. Like, never. Oh, interesting. I guess that is a hobby. So you never... Well, you played drums, or it's, do you not consider that a hobby? Not really. I mean, I was trying to make a make make a, make a a job out of it. And I, mean, I did and the now, basketball jobs. you're trying to for... become a pickleball <laughs> professional. <laughs> no, I. this is it. This is the first thing that I've done that is sort of hobby-like. It is hobby-like. It is. It's a hobby, and I have no aspirations of making it into a money-making thing. Like podcasting, when I got into filmmaking, all that stuff, I turned into a career. And the drums were, were the same thing, right? So, But I would argue that when you started podcasting, because you had, in like 2006, you had a podcast about, was it about, no, it was about. It was about a ra- uh, reality television. In real worlds. No, no. What's the one where they all, Big Brother. Big Brother, yeah. Well, yeah, it was about American Idol was where it started, but yeah, and then Big okay. Brother and stuff like that. But so that was a hobby, wasn't it? Because there I was mean, at, in 2006, there was no chance of yeah, making it a career. I suppose. I suppose. Yes. Okay, so I had uh, one hobby. Okay, you read. <laughs> I do read, yeah. Yeah. I'm just like defending you from Rachel. <laughs> uh, okay, but no, that's a good one. Okay, he has no hobbies. Yeah, okay, another one. Uh, and this is sort of... I, I, I don't believe in kids' music, right? So I've literally never played kids' music for my kids, right? Mm, so you green will, flag. Yeah, I, exactly. That's what I say. <laughs> but to some people, it might be a beige flag, maybe even a red flag. Like, I just, there's never been Wiggles, no Wiggles, no uh, Sharon, Lois, and Bram, no Raffi. You want to listen to music? There's an entire world of music out there. Just listen to the White Album. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> well, uh, well, let's be honest. Octopus's Garden is a it's, children's song. A, well, yes, yes. Uh, I mean, so you'll tell you'll tell them about the octopus that has a garden, but not Baby Beluga that lives in the deep <laughs> blue right. sea. That's exactly. And you're right. only laughing because you were probably allowed to listen to Raffi, and you know what that is. Uh, I was allowed to listen to Rafi, I guess. <laughs> That's how your kids rebel. <laughs> They're like cranking baby beluga. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> no, I won't turn it down, Dad. <laughs> Fuck you, Mom and Dad. I'll listen to Rafi if I want to. I, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Snorting a line and listen, cranking up, like, I love you, you love me by Barney the Dinosaur. Oh, God. Oh, I know, like, full, uh, grown... Uh, adults who drive around in their cars with yes like baby shark and all these stupid songs playing in their cars are like why why would you do that to yourself oh like my kids i'm like i don't know like play led zeppelin they'll love that just as much (laughs) i guess it's the same reason that parents say i mean i'm not a parent but obviously but the same way parents say i'm never making more than one dinner you know dinner is what we're making for me and and my spouse yeah. And the kids are going to eat that. And right. then, you know, cut to and they're making <laughs> dino nuggets and 
for one and then spaghetti with oil and (laughs) butter and no greens for the other, you know. Uh, so I'd like to say I'm not going to listen to kids' music. Okay, but uh, but you never know. But I don't know. Raffi was not. Raffi was not bad. You got you got to admit, Raffi was. Raffi is pretty good. You're a friend, and my friend, and my friend, and my is friend, friend is your friend. Yeah. The more we get together, yeah. the happier we'll be. That's a nice. That's a nice lesson. I love that song uh, because my name was in the, the, there's, you know how they go. There's Lucy and something mm-hmm. and something, and then Jason was one of the word one of the names. So, shout out to Raffi. Well, you could probably re-record one with Lincoln and Jackson. And... <laughs> no, thank you. Nope. Okay. Uh, any more beige flags? Beige flags. Uh, a couple more. I balance glasses, like drinks, like a full pint of Guinness. I will balance on beside me on the couch cushion. You know what I mean? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Beige like, flag. Pr- yeah. That's, that's beige flag. And I like old timey sayings. Like I'll refer to, uh, to, conditioner as like cream rinse i it's i can't <laughs> is that help what it. it used to be called yeah that's what my dad called it so uh you know what? when did it make the transition i don't know it's when was the when was the conditioner vibe shift i wasn't made <laughs> I, aware of i don't know but cream rinse is so much more fun to say i mean that's <laughs> what it is a lot more fun to say i'm gonna start saying that. yeah and i all say cream things rinse. like well if i had my druthers i'd right. always call okay, conditioner. this is your best beige flag yeah it's it's you know because it is like, I feel like it's it's weirdly when it's women doing it on TikTok, it it almost seems like they're bragging, subtly bragging about like, oh, kind of how funny and cute is this little quirky thing that my boyfriend <laughs> right, does, right? But a lot of these seem to me like reasons Jerry Seinfeld would have broken up with his <laughs> girlfriends, right? Yeah, totally, exactly. Like, That's a great uh, way of putting it. Like beige flag, she eats peas one at a time. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Break up. You know, beige flag. She liked a commercial for cotton dockers that I didn't like. <laughs> yeah, those are great. Uh, so yeah. do you do you have any beige flags you'd like to share? Uh, these are hard to think of. I'm, yeah. I know I know I'm a relatively kind of quirky person, so I know I have a ton. Like okay, you'd all t- say some that I came up with. You well, tell me if they're actually beige uh, okay. flags. Okay, are there you you you've. I've seen a couple of beige flags in this episode already, so I'll tell you what they are. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay, go ahead. What go are ahead. they? Uh, you like to have the waiter take you through <laughs> the menu experience. Yeah, okay. Take me okay. through this experience. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And then you say a hard G all the time. Banger. That's a banger of a menu item. That's a, that's, yeah, you know. No, my Montreal accent is annoying. It's, it's a beige uh, flag. It's a beige flag. I think I mentioned on a recent show that, yeah. Jill goes nuts when I say iron. Yeah. <laughs> iron. Like who called you out? Was that, was that, uh, uh, who, one of the guests called you out on, uh, on that? Yes, I know, but Jill's been calling me out oh, since okay. that, so she, right. she hates it. Okay. Okay. Go. So what do you got? If, if we're walking down the street, me and Jill, I will only walk on the left side of her. Okay. What? I don't like being on the right side of her. So if I'm somehow on the right side, I will stop and, outflank her wow why i don't know because when we're holding hands i only want to hold my use my right hand i guess is what i'm saying i'm not ambidextrous (laughs) i just watched an episode of uh of seinfeld where costanza he will he can't make a pass at a woman unless it's from his left side or (laughs) do you remember that episode where he basically wrestles his girlfriend around 
Yeah. <laughs> so, it's because she's deaf in one ear. She doesn't want him to sit on that side, but he can't make his move. Anyways, you just reminded me of that, but carry on. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay, that's a good one. Um, I've eaten the same breakfast every day for a decade. Yeah, yeah. You want to uh, share what two- that is? Well, let me guess, two- let me guess. Yeah. It's like chicken sausage uh-huh. uh, and scrambled with eggs and, and like peppers and onions. Is that it? No, it's it's close. It's two eggs, spinach, ah, spinach, yeah. black beans, chicken sausage. <laughs> right. Now, I guess I will admit that I've I've kind of taken out the chicken sausage lately. Oh. Just okay. going a little bit lighter. But yeah. I, I want more protein in the morning. Anyways, <laughs> uh, this is a bad one. Playing with my gum. Mm. <laughs> so I'm chewing gum. It loses flavor. I know I should be go- getting going to the garbage, <laughs> but before I do, I will take it out and roll it between forefinger <laughs> and thumb. <laughs> God, okay, that's I mean, that's borderline red flag. Borderline red flag. Borderline red flag. Uh, okay, what do you think about this one? Never seen Titanic. Oh, interesting. Wow, how could how is that I possible? Know. I don't know. I don't know how it happened. Wait, we're talking 99? No. What year did t- Titanic come I, I wanted to say a 97, but... Okay. What were you doing? Yeah, around then, late 90s. I think I honestly was probably so angsty that I thought, yeah, it is 97. I thought like, oh, this is like a, you know, a romance movie, which I don't want to see. Right. And then it just left theaters, and then I don't know. Then I, maybe I thought, well... Everyone says you need to see it on a big screen. I really don't know why, but I've never seen it. <laughs> no, you should Even though it's you been re-released it. in theaters. Yeah. You should No, I've heard it. it's actually quite good. <laughs> People tell me. I mean... Apparently it made, it made some money. I don't know. <laughs> it did make some money. Um, it's it's James Cameron, so you you know what you're getting in that department. It's God worth watching. You should water. watch it. You should watch it. Has Jill seen it? Of course. Does she like it? Loves it. Oh, I don't know. I assume she liked it. I don't know. She was, she was she's younger than me, so I'm sure it made quite an impression oh, yeah, on her, yeah, that yeah. Leo DeCap. Yeah. Uh, okay, I got two more here. <laughs> you tell me if this is a, a beige flag. Haven't shaved my beard since 2004. What am I hiding under there? <laughs> well, same, man. <laughs> Look at me. Right. Okay, so do you think it's a beige flag? No, of course not. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is a weird one. No one in my family... Has ever been divorced. Wow. Let me let me show you the extent of it. Both sets of grandparents, yeah, married. Same. Uh, my parents not divorced. My mother had two brothers. They're both not divorced. My dad has a sister not divorced. Then my sister has been married for ten years. I have cousins that are married and not divorced. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of people. Literally no one. No one. Huh. I have two cousins that were divorced, and I have aunts. Yeah, so, so sick, bro. So sick. It's like so modern. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, I don't know if that's a beige flag, but uh, well, there's a lot I'm of sure pressure. We're... That's pressure on you, though. Right? I know. I really believe me. I've thought about it. <laughs> thought about it. What if somebody got divorced in the family? Would it be bad? Like, would it be a scandal? Would people not a scandal? I mean, this isn't Jane Austen times. <laughs> well, but... I don't know. <laughs> It wouldn't, you know, I, I, it is, I thought about it because like, let's say you come from a, um, 
your child of divorce, right? Yeah. You could go one of two ways. You could go, I'm not like, I'm going to put a lot of pressure on myself. I'm not going to get married till I'm like a thousand percent sure. And even then I'm not going to give up on this relationship because, you know, I, I know what it was like to be the child of a divorced, divorced parents. Right. Or you could go, eh, my parents got divorced. Everyone else in my family is divorced. It kind of sucks, but everyone's fine. It's not a huge deal. So I'll just go into this and hope for the best. But if we get, you know, it's not the end of the world, which right. in a weird way is almost like a healthier attitude. Yeah, I, I, I agree Isn't with it? that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. it's yeah. Uh, we're, so it's my talking. parents' fault. I Look, I told them they should have gotten divorced <laughs> because it might it might help explain <laughs> some, some of my neuroses. But instead, they were just normal. Right. Right. And then all the blame is on me. I wish we could have spread it around. Right. I see. I see what you're saying. Yeah. It's uh, it's interesting. I was talking to Tass about this the other day. All the no dunks guys still together with their with their significant others. But they haven't been married for that long. Well longer than most. I guess so. But even like well, what, Trey and Laura. The, what's the number? For like you know, it's like they say most small businesses fail within the first five years or something. Yeah. What is it for marriages? I, When's the sweet spot of divorce? And uh, what isn't the the seven year itch they used to call it back in back well, if in you're the at day. a diner? <laughs> exactly, that's my my hey. base flag uh, rearing. Hey, Daddy O, <laughs> you got the seven year itch. <laughs> uh, Enjoy this ambrosia salad. <laughs> Ugh. Okay, there's one last thing I want to talk about. Saved it for the end because possible spoilers, but I truly don't think the show can be spoiled because they tell you the premise in the first 10 seconds. True. Um, the show is Jury Duty. It was on Freevee. Yes. And I finished watching it last night. I know I'm late. It's been out for a while. Sorry. So if for some reason you don't want to hear anything about Jury Duty, even though it's pretty much impossible to spoil, I'm going to do spoilers <laughs> in three Two, one, the guy dies. <laughs> so I will say off off rip. Off rip, yeah. Very funny. Very funny. And I don't know who else is nominated, but James Marsden deserves an Emmy for this performance. He absolutely he is does. so fucking good and funny in this. And from a production perspective, it's like pretty mind-blowing, pretty brilliantly done. Yeah. Um, now, my question is, I guess twofold question. One, did you like it? And two... The bigger question, did you think it was mean? <laughs> oh, I guess I should say what the premise is. So basically, the premise is, um, ostensibly, they're shooting a documentary about how the jury duty process works. That's, yes. And so there, there's a documentary crew following these jurors. So all the jurors know there's a documentary. Here's the thing. None of it is real. Everyone is an actor, except for one guy who thinks it's real, who thinks the trial is real. And who thinks that they're just shooting a documentary about the jury process. Um, but everyone else from the judge to the defendant to the prosecutor to everyone else on the jury is an actor. And this whole stage is thing is staged for his benefit. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, Truman Show style. And so we are just watching one man, all this crazy shit happen around him and how this one man who thinks it's real is, is dealing with it. Right. So that's why I ask you, did you think it was mean? I think it could have been mean, but partly because of the casting and partly because I think that as a production, they were conscientious of things going too far in one way mm -hmm. or the other. I, I felt like I was in good hands with the production. 
mm-hmm. honestly. And they they lucked out with the casting. They cast it. Uh, the guy is absolutely pitch perfect. Like he's just a normal dude, a very good natured guy. Lets some things slide, some things not slide, and it actually all of the fucked up situations that they put him in he always comes out in a good light. Like they always show him in the best possible light. If that makes sense. Do you know what I mean? Oh, I mean, I, I uh, agree with you a hundred percent, but like, I think it kind of says something about, like you said, Oh, they, they lucked out with the casting. Like he's this night, nice, polite guy, but right. guess what? Nice, polite guys are easy marks. Yes. So what are we saying <laughs> about like how we treat, kind trusting people is oh they're the ones that's easiest to take advantage of (laughs) and i I will tell you like i'm not like clutching my pearls over this again i thought it was really funny i enjoyed watching it as it went on i was like oh shit at some point they're gonna tell him and and by the way like they all become friends obviously yes and at the i'm like dreading the part where they're gonna tell him this is all fake this has been like three weeks of his life yeah where everything is fake. Every relationship that he thinks he's building, every friend he thinks he's making is a paid actor. Right. <laughs> um, so I'm starting to dread it. And then what I really didn't like was the way that they, when they reveal it, like he is sitting down and the judge kind of turns to him and says, this is my first trial. Why? Because I'm an actor and right. everyone's an actor. Right. And they basically go through this whole rigmarole to say, really, this trial is fake, but the trial of you was real. And we, uh, you know, the, the, the judgment has come down and you are a good person. I'm like, what the fuck? No, that's not what this thing was. Like that's such fucking bullshit to make it feel like wrapped up a bit. Well, but I I just wish they, they were more honest with it. It's, it's a prank. It's a fucking prank show. Right. I think that's, they did that to soften the blow because they had no idea how he would react. And they gave him money too. They gave him like a hundred thousand dollars. Right. Yeah. But I was reading that it took him a long time to come back to reality. Like apparently for a long time after he was asking the producers like, wait, was this real? Yeah. And they're like, no. Yeah. And they're like, what about the guy when this guy came And they're like, no. Yeah. And it's, it it really fucked with him. And I mean, they did, they hired a, a psychologist or psychiatrist you know, to help transition him back into the real world. <laughs> yeah. But okay, so you're doing psychological damn. I, I'm like, again, I'm not pearl clutching. I really enjoyed watching this. Right. And even knowing this, I would still watch it. It is really funny and it's really well done. Yes. But I also not going to pretend that <laughs> if this happened to me, I swear to God, I would never, recover. never recover. Yeah. I mean, there's people that go on Survivor who have awful psychological problems afterwards like they can't trust the people that they work with and stuff like that like just because if they've been like backstabbed which is part of the game of survivor but they really have a hard time sometimes not all the time but sometimes just just getting back into society in the real world and uh, yeah you're and that's when they know like they're they have agency exactly you know what i mean like in this one he has no control no agency yeah so it's even more fucked up but it makes for such amazing television because you're, oh, you're right. Sure. The tension that's building throughout each episode as you get, as they get deeper and deeper and deeper into the, the trial and the prank and all of it, it's like, how is this guy going to react? That's part of the drama. Like, how is he going to react when he finds out that none of this is real? 
And yeah, it's kind of fucked up. But again, I think that they they found the right guy in that he was, you know, easygoing enough that I think, I mean, you're, I read too that he had a hard time getting back in into life in general, but I think he was, you know, able to do it because he's so such a grounded guy. Do you know what I mean? Like he could withstand the shock of it. And apparently there he's still friends with some of the cast members as well. Yeah, I, yeah, I read the same thing too, but like <laughs> don't tell me those people fucking they feel guilty as shit. I I guarantee you. The actors? Yeah. Like yes. I read this the quote was like something like we felt bad deceiving him but he was so nice we did it to show him in the best light to celebrate him. I was like come <laughs> on fuck you. You got you got paid to do a job. Right. Uh like and it was a lauded show. So now you're as the actor you're only benefiting both monetarily yeah. and exposure wise. Don't pretend that it was to sh- like that's not what it was. I'm sorry that's not what that's not what this thing was like. And even if it is, we all recognize that when a relationship isn't consensual or when one person thinks that something is happening and the other person is deliberately deceiving them, then no true genuine relationship is formed because yeah. one person is lying to you. Right. Well, I mean like <laughs> this is in every teen movie where it's like, Hey, quarterback of the football team. I bet you can't take this uggo and make her prom queen. And then, you know, and then she finds out that it was, oh, you were being nice to me because someone bet you 10 bucks that, right. you know what I mean? Right. I mean, I guess it's a bad example because then in the third act, they always fall in love. <laughs> exactly. In Anyways. Exactly. But I think if that situation was in the real human world, we'd be like, oh my God, what a dickhead this guy's being. Yeah. I don't know. I, I also think that this situation, it's perfect that it was a jury. You know what I mean? Like, because if when you're on a jury, it's not like you're you would make friends with people on a jury necessarily. I guess if you're a sequestered, if you're sequestered, yeah, maybe. Maybe. I just kind of wish he had reacted. Do you remember that um, Chris Farley sketch in SNL where they the coffee, uh, the fake Colombian coffee, (laughs) like those old, yeah. I'll just explain it because now well, this is just hanging there. But uh, there's an old sketch, Chris Farley, SNL, where they used to do these ads on TV that where they would do hidden cameras and replace people's coffee at restaurants <laughs> with um, instant Colombian coffee. Right. And then the people would be like, oh, wow, I didn't notice a difference. And then they'd be like, see, it's just instant, but it's just as good as regular coffee. And then the Chris Farley, they give it to him and they're like, sir, we've replaced your <laughs> we've replaced your coffee with 100% instant Colombian coffee. And he's like, what? <laughs> You lied to me! And then he just destroys the restaurant for like 90 seconds to two minutes. Just destroys it. I just really wanted him to like rip the microphone off and start punching. Because it's literally like the game, the the Fincher movie. Yeah, Like they take him into the room and everyone's there, like the bailiff and the actors. And he's like, oh, you're all fake? Like literally like in the game. I mean, anyways, it's it's an amazing production. It's so well done. Again, I don't think it shouldn't exist, but I think that they tried almost too hard to make it seem like they were doing a good thing. Right. When I just would have preferred to be, we paid him, it was super funny. Yeah. And we got him a psych, uh, a shrink afterwards, and right. he's doing kind of okay. <laughs> then like for it to be like, oh, we, it's all about celebrating this one man. And that's like, no, it's not. Anyway, that's what I think. 
a recommend. That's, yeah, same. And I think that it's also like, it's almost like they didn't expect it to get that far. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and they're like, how are we going to get out of this? How are we going to get out of this without egg on our face? Or maybe like production up above, like the chat, like Freebie is like, uh, guys, what if this goes badly? Like, let's let's turn this into a yeah. positive some, somehow. But uh, but yeah, well, I, like, I but ultimately, I'm not going to I'm not clutching my pearls at all. I he walks away with a uh, hundred thousand dollars. He looks great. Um, is he a little bit damaged from it? I guess. I mean, he did sign up for to participate in a production of some kind. <laughs> he thought it was a documentary, but it was a prank on him. But it is so goddamn funny, uh, and you're a hundred percent right. Marsden is amazing in it. it it's amazing, oh and all God. all of the so actors funny. actually like. I can't even imagine what the production would have like. Their schedule would have been like. I don't, like they they allude to it in the final episode of how you know they're union actors, so they have to take breaks at a certain time. They would have to eat twice sometimes because that part was so funny. It's where, just uh, crazy. Like Kirk, Kirk Fox said, uh, he's eating in front of Ronald, the the Mark. And yeah. He's like, oh, not sure what I'm going to get to eat again. And after he had just eaten, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know something interesting about that guy? Um, he he's a stand up, and he was in he had a like a bit or a recurring role on Parks and Rec. Yeah. And then when the show when Jury Duty was happening, they found out that the guy Ronald, the Mark really loved Parks and Rec yeah. and they had a whole storyline for Kirk yeah. and then they realized like shit if he's seen Parks and Rec that means he's seen this guy so they made him like hang out more in the background and not have like a main story with him so they so that he wouldn't recognize him yeah amazing like it, I, it almost got blown then but even still you well I guess he was playing a different guy altogether but anyways full recommendation from me thought it was hilarious yes. and honestly it's fucking it's so rare to watch a comedy and laugh like laugh out loud yeah. these days i find yeah. for me it's this i think you should leave obviously mm-hmm. which obviously is not narrative uh, well i guess this isn't narrative either and uh what we do in the shadows yeah yeah Same. and is there anything else that's like actually funny that's supposed like to be a, a scripted comedy, comedy or not not yeah. really i mean yeah, not that not off the top here. of my head. We gotta we gotta go fucking psychologically damage someone else. Yeah, jury duty too. Let's do it. Jury duty too. <laughs> Joe Millionaire. Remember Joe Millionaire? Yeah. Well, Joe Blow. That was the same same idea. Oh, Joe Blow Show. That's right. Yeah, that's Joe Blow. Yeah. Did you watch that? No. Joe Schmo Show. Joe Schmo. That's it. Um, no, I never. No, watched no, no. Wait, but then what? Wasn't Joe Millionaire also? Joe Millionaire was not a millionaire, I believe. I think that it was a oh, dating show, the but twist. they thought uh, all the contestants thought he was a millionaire, but he was actually oh, just okay, a, okay. just a nice guy, but not a millionaire. Okay, well, now that we've reviewed every <laughs> reality format from the early two thousands, uh, I think it's time to go. JD, listen to next week's show that's coming out Monday, September eleventh. The guests will be Eshua Kid. That's right, okay? our man Esh. Esh is the uh, producer, along with JD, of No Dunks. So it's the summer of Dunks. We've had Skeets on. We've had Tass on. We've had Trey on. It's time for none of them to come on so we can talk <laughs> behind their backs uh, with the people behind the scenes. So very excited. It should be a very interesting episode. Be. The three topics reveal are anything? Tass, is this good? Skeets, <laughs> is this good? <laughs> Trey, 
is this good? <laughs> I mean, not a bad opener. Do you think he's ready to dish on inside secrets? Oh, uh, great question. I think so. I think so. He's a pretty he's pretty much an open book. Like he will uh you know, we should ask him, what are each of the No Dunks guys' beige flags from what you've observed? Oh, interesting. Yeah, okay. Though, no, 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 that still makes sense. Okay, never mind. Yeah. I was getting <laughs> Pre-tape Colin show? I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't. <laughs> Forget it. All right. Email us at isthisgoodpod at gmail.com. Subscribe everywhere. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Remember, the next Great Beyond is going to be Patreon only. So patreon.com slash isthisgood. Great to see you, JD. Great this to see you. This was us. This is us. <laughs> this is us. Terrible show. Terrible show. Not funny. Uh, this was JD and Matt reaching out from the great beyond. We will see you next week. Mm-hmm.